This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my company, Hornswoden. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've made some exciting new changes to our mead range, and in particular, our Yorkshire mead. So what we've done is we've completely rebranded, relabeled, and we've also added a couple of new flavours. Now, before I tell you about the new flavours, I want to tell you a little bit about the mead production, because this stuff is really something special. It's made at a micro meadery just on the outskirts of York, and it's run by a fellow called Pete Allenson, and this guy does everything himself. He keeps the bees, he sustainably harvests the honey from his own bees, he then ferments the honey to make the mead, he bottles the mead, he labels the mead, he sends it out to us, I mean this guy does everything and, and mead is what he does and that's part of why I think this stuff is so amazing because it has such a short journey from production to bottling to end user um, and I think it really is a special product. So we have our three traditional ones that you might have seen on the website before which are mead of Serenos our mead of Brigid and our mead of Morrigan. The Morrigan is an elderberry, the Serenos is a heather honey, and the mead of Brigid is a traditional. Now on top of that, what we've done is we've added a spice mead, which is Surtur's mead. We have Loki's Curse, which is a pineapple and coconut mead. And then we also have Tears Sacrifice, which is a whiskey and cherry mead. And I mean, that stuff is absolutely beautiful. All these meads are available in 75 cl bottles and a 25 cl bottle, so you can sort of pick your size. On the website, we also pair it in a gift set where you get 25 sale ball and a small drinking horn. Perfect for gifting or a little treat for yourself even. Even if you don't like mead, just it's worth going and looking at this stuff just for the artwork and for the bottles. Saxon Storyteller has done the artwork and I mean, he's absolutely nailed it with these. The, the labels look beautiful and I'm really proud of it. I'm sure you can tell. So just pop over to the website, hornsofodin.com. You get 10% off for listening to the show with the discount code HORNS10. So you should pop that in at checkout so you're going to get 10% off your order, Horns 10, and honestly, just try this stuff out. It really is, I think, the best meat available. Right, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, co-owner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everyone. Today we're joined by Vark Sostad, um, who is part of the band Verdospor in Norway. Uh, welcome to the show, Vark. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. I know we, um, we had your, is it your wife that we had on, or are you just partners? We're just partners, but I... Uh... I haven't proposed yet, so that will be our little secret. <laughs> coming up. So the, yeah, the Viking Queen was yeah. the, the episode, I think we, was it a couple of months ago. Mm. Uh, and we got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of good people. A lot of people liked Sol. It was a really fun episode. Um, so we were looking, I was looking forward to, to having you on the, the other half of the duo. Yeah, great. We, we have had a lot to do with, you know, being parents and um, growing with the role. Uh, he has been a lot of work and Tyr has been, uh, when he was born, he was uh, a little sick. So uh, we were on the um, intensive care with him. So it was, uh, it, it was a, quite a start, but uh, he, he is uh, healthy now and thank the gods for, for giving him the strength. And he is a big boy already, I can assure you. He's, only, he's six and a half months. And he looks like he's one years, one year old. So he's wow. He's got <laughs> some real Viking milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
No, I'm glad. I'm glad he's well. I'm glad he's good and well. That's uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's that. I mean, so my wife's pregnant right now, and uh, we're expecting. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. This is why I need a soundboard so I can drop like little bombs and stuff, little sound clips. <laughs> I keep yeah. I keep hinting, and I'm hoping Shannon's going to name me one one week, but I think it probably will annoy you more than anything. So, so you wanted to like add like a little titter, kind yeah, of like a like a foghorn or something. You can always add it afterwards. <laughs> that's that's not as fulfilling as me having a little button I can press. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that. There's, there's something quite satisfying to think about having a little I feel like in a bit of power bit of control yeah. <laughs> I mean you um, you having a child together is as good as marriage where I mean like I'm married we don't have children but I think a child is a big thing you can't you know it's it's really important it's uh, it, it, the birth uh, giving birth to a human it, it was like a uh, if something is a ritual, that is a ritual, you know, because it's uh, if, to experience this together with your best friend, which she is my best friend. And, uh, you know, b- between, yeah, no, no, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I have, I, it, it, it was a great experience, actually. Uh, the birth was a great experience. So, so between what we say, rir, when the pain is uh, on, uh, we we had a laugh and we we talked about other things. And you know, it was just two friends being together and doing this crazy thing. And when when I first saw Tyr, it was like just in a second, I felt like I have been a father forever. We are so lucky as humans, as animals, to have instinct that helps us with these things because uh yeah you don't know what you are going to be before you're in the situation yourself mm. no I, yeah. have, I have a few close friends who, who've had children recently and they they say the same that it's just a, a an instant an instant thing you just become protective i guess you, it, un, you know unfounded love is just you all of a sudden you know how to clean and you know how to clean and clean up and you know do all the things and you can do it like this <laughs> but those are those who are listening who don't know i i already also have another kid so so I've, I've been through the whole process before and it's you're totally right it's like an instinct that just kicks in and you're you know you know what you're doing <laughs> at any point like and it's easy because it's all out of love so yeah. it's no questions about it you just do it and you enjoy it so to those of you who listen who don't have children it's going to be fine the only thing you will need to ask friends and family is to you know help you with uh, the small things in life when you are occupied with this new role so make make your mother clean the floor for you again <laughs> a few times just just so you can have a break that that's the only thing make some food and yeah then you're good to go yeah, I think having having people around you help out definitely must help with uh, the strains. I guess just having a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. How's how's baby? Do you say his name is Tia? How how's he affected the music and being able to push that forward and produce, keep keep making new content? I guess. Well, as any other thing in life, you when you experience big things. 
you you get another um, dimension of your emotions and when you get tap into other dimensions of your emotions you get inspired at some point so i don't think he has changed anything but he has definitely uh, made me feel new things that will i'm not sure how it will uh will be yet but uh, i know that there is coming I, I I'm a bit more settled, so I'm I have I feel that I have better time, so I use more time to get my productions even better than before, because before I didn't I when I was what can I say, I started out in 2017 by producing music myself, and from 2017 to now, I have become a much better better producer, so. Being a father has uh, given me some more healthy perspective on time. Ah. I think that so makes you, sense. <laughs> absolutely. So, are you are you finding you get more time to uh, produce? I thought it might be less. Yeah, I, I get less time to produce, but when I, I I'm not so stressed when I produce, so I use more time on uh, certain things than I used to do before because I, I I just wanted to clash it down because I wanted to hear the song now i didn't have yeah. time to 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 um and and uh, didn't have the experience to really produce something good at the level that i'm doing right now so i'm really looking forward to to share more music in the future perfect so i guess you're getting maybe better quality time rather yeah. than that's that's good yeah and i guess experience always helps the more you do something more experience you get perspective it's all about perspective and you get a more healthy per- perspective on uh, on time when you are a parent then at least for me it's not it's not for everyone it's it's my personal experience of course mm-hmm. perfect so where did you where did you start where did where did this all come from because do you do you just do the composing of the music or do you, are you playing the instruments you sing in Mm. Are you how far are you involved? Uh, I basically do everything. Uh, it has been a journey for me because uh, I, I, the first time I found music, I was a child. So I started to play some keys, piano when I was about 12, I think, 11, 12. And, uh, you know, the guys wanted me to play football instead. So I, <laughs> I did that for a year, but uh, it wasn't for me. Sports is great, but uh, you know, if you want to be good at something, you have to focus on that one thing. So uh, it went from there to what I said before. What um, you start to having some issues and some questions when you are uh, a young boy, maybe a little angry on the society and the establishment and Christianity and things like that, and you. You start to ask questions about where do we come from and what is our religion and uh, and culture and you get names like Thor and Odin and at first uh, this is some fairy tale that you heard about in school and then you get more into it and more uh, serious about it because for example I was into black metal at the point for a few years and I played drums in a black metal band uh, called Sect. And uh, when you're a young man and you play black metal, individualism is important. 
that you don't need anyone to help you think you are going to find out things for yourself. And that is have some similarities to Odin when he hangs himself in the tree. He's doing a sacrifice for the insights that he wants mm -hmm. to get. And uh, so there, there it started. It started uh, with the black metal. And uh, I composed uh, very much of the riffs in Insect. And I also played the drums. So from there on, I really understood that, okay, since I can do both guitar and the drums, then I must have some quality to me. That, <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 um, it, it's a quality to get to know more instrument than just one. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so I, I just needed that to explore what more can I learn. Is this, is this all self-trained or did yeah. you have formal training as well? Uh, I had a few guitar classes on uh, on school, but that's it. After that, I like to pluck the guitar and find new uh, ways to play it. Not only the standard uh, D, C, F, G, you know. Where can I make it sound more exciting and different? That 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 boggles my mind. That's I I just I have no musical talent. And I, I would love to. And I tried when I was young. I tried to pick up guitar and teach myself and got a bunch of guitar books. But and you have just, the carving. You have your, your you know, horn carving. That's the talent. I Yeah, I do now. But like I say with music, it was just, I just couldn't get it. I just don't think my head or my brain works that way. So I'm always extremely envious of people who can just teach themselves. I have a friend who... He, he must just have musical ears. I don't know how, to, how else to put it because he just picks up a guitar and he can play it or sit on a piano and figure it out. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you do that? I've been pretty incompetent with music throughout my life too. But uh, I, I bet you that if I, if I sat down to, to learn, you know, some basic guitar stuff with somebody who could teach me, I could probably learn it by now. You still have the same attitude towards math. I mean, can't really count to more than five. But nowadays, like I've sort of learned how to do basic algebra as well. <laughs> but I, I think some people just have have that talent where they can just replicate what they hear. It doesn't matter. It's not they don't have to be taught it. Maybe they're taught like a couple of basic things. Um, but they just they can hear something. I think the famous example is. Is Elton John when he went when he was like eleven went to music school and he he went into the hall and there was a the the people doing the interview were playing she was playing the piano and she was like you come over and sit down and and, and play a song for us and he went over and played the exact same song she was playing and when he finished she was like oh well do you know what the song's called he's like I've no idea I just heard you playing it and I just repeated it and that's the kind of skill that some people just have it's just I guess it's just natural. You can't teach that. You just, they hear something and they know how to figure it out. I'm not that good. No. <laughs> you say you are. But, but it, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time to get there. So they say that 10,000 hours before your mind is really set and trained to, to, to hear it. I mean, you could give me 20,000 hours and I'm not playing a music. I'm not playing a guitar. I'm I'm currently training my left hand to draw. 
I, I mean, I can draw with my right hand, but I'm training my left hand to draw as well, so I could be ambidextrous. I'm doing some pretty decent dot shading, so that's also, you know, you have to fine tune the the muscles in your hand, and also, so like, you know, teach your brain to work with the left hand instead. But it's coming along. But why? <laughs> why? Why not? What if I lose my right hand, man? I, mean, <laughs> I just bought a, tra a chainsaw. You never know what kind of accidents I can run into. You can draw from the both sides and inwards and see yes. where. Oh, I mean, that would be good. I would. That would be impressive if you could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get back to the the musical journey. You're you're in a black metal band. And you are mad at the world, it seems. You're an angry young man. <laughs> yeah, I was an angry young man. Now I'm the, as I said, I am. Uh, <laughs> you asked if uh, if I had um, someone um, asking about the the bad varg. <laughs> oh, okay. So to put that into context, before the show, I asked uh, Varg whether if anybody had ever confused him with. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Vikernes. Varg Vikernes. Yeah, because two, I guess. To, to Brits and to Americans, which a lot of our audience are, Varg isn't a very common name. So the only two I've ever really heard of are you and Varg Vikernes, who is a cunt. Um, so, so I just, I wonder whether anybody, especially you've both been into music and especially into metal music, I just wonder whether anybody had ever picked, seen you and kind of gone, oh, that must be the bad oh. Varg. No, we, we don't look the same and we don't sound the same. So, uh, and he is much older than I am. So, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> we that's are, good. But sometimes a lot of people don't do research before they shout at people. Uh, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. So, <laughs> that's something, even though you could be completely different. And but, but then it's even more funny. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no. So, I mean, uh, actually, I don't. I don't know if Vark is uh, particularly common outside of Norway. Even like, there, it's not common in Denmark. Not sure about Sweden. I don't think there's a lot of people who use it in Sweden. I don't know about Iceland though. So it's like it's one of those names that I've always like associated very distinctly with Norway, mm. um, because it is, you know decently common name in norway that you can you run into people named vark all the time yeah so. yeah yeah and for those who don't know the, the name means wolf too so, so it's a pretty cool name oh it's a cool name <laughs> yeah i like it i like it very much um and it uh, it says a lot about me i am uh, i used to be uh outsider and a lone wolf when i was both in school and uh and other places because um i was the guy who listening to Metallica all the time and uh, go by myself because I was more into my own thinking than socializing. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that's probably a lot of people listen to this, this podcast. Um, I was probably saying I was very much into rock music and it wasn't the kind of very popular. I just get called a mosher. I don't know if, is that a word? Is that something that's in uh, Norway and Denmark? Mosher. Yeah. Yeah. Mosher. It's like a, Somebody listens to rock music, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. It, I think it's distinctly sort of like associated with marshing in a marsh pit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I guess. But, but, um, but I, I know know of the term. Yeah, like it makes was, sense. That was what I, we got called in my school. <laughs> I feel like we keep getting sidetracked. Okay, so you're in a metal band <laughs> and you are an angry young man. So how do you get from there to where you are now? I think it's good when we get sidetracked. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going to tell this story because um, it's a, it's a sad story. But um, but I want to tell it, anyways, uh, because it may have some value to someone. Uh, but it was back in uh, 2014 uh, when I had quit the sect ban and I was uh, I was working a lot and yeah. And my brother, he was uh, he was uh, younger than me, my little brother. He was at that time he was 19, and I know he was been he was into a lot of bad environment and bad people, and he was doing some drugs also. So I didn't really have that connection and deep contact with him anymore because we lived at different places and so on. But uh, I had been to Germany in, I, it was February 2014. And we were in uh, with a, a business trip to Germany. And you know, when you are uh, on a business trip, you drink a lot and party hard. And it was, we had a great time. But uh, so when I came home, I was exhausted by all mm-hmm. the fun. And suddenly... Uh, just after a few hours, when I came home, I got a phone call. And uh, I said, pick up the phone and say hello. And I don't remember his name, but he said that he was the local priest. And when I said he was a priest, I understand that this is not a good, uh, this is not good. So he said that uh, your brother is, uh, he, he is passed. And uh, I'm here now with your mother and I can, could only imagine how she was. So I said to her, I said to the priest that just stay, uh, just stay with her for a while. I will be there as soon as I can. So I just jumped into the, the car and went home. Uh, and you don't want to see anybody like that, you know, uh, experience something like that. You don't want to see it. It's terrible, especially if it's someone you know. So this had such an impact on me you know it 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 changed me fundamentally because it's like i think it's in some way similar to being in war and you see people around you are being shot and they die right at the spot because there are someone who who is uh, close to you and when someone is close to you are dying you understand quite a lot about time and life, life teaches you a lesson right there, and you don't, you can't do anything about it. So sometimes you 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 get the the impact later, because at the moment I need needed to take care of my family uh, and my mother, of course, and practical things. So I I really got the the hit in the head in 2017, early 17. That took a, I guess that took a while to for you to get it. I guess your your grief grief process as well. We, we all grieve differently when something like that happens. So it's important to 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 understand because uh, it, it's so different from person to person. Oh, absolutely. I think you have to. Everybody has to grieve as well in their own way, and I think it can be really detrimental if you don't grieve. Um, I know Sarah, Sarah, my wife, she lost her mum when she was 12, I think. 
Um, and she, I don't think she ever got a chance to, to properly grieve because her dad's a pretty tough Yorkshireman, so he tra- never tried to shed, shed any tears in front of her. Um, so she never really got a chance to grieve through up until adulthood. And I know that's kind of affected her. So you always have to grieve at some point. It comes out eventually, whether it's two years later or it's 20 years later, it, it eventually does come. And especially when you're, you know, that young, you know, that, that you don't have all the, like the emotional uh, bandwidth to, to process those things and, and work with them, right? So you need a lot of help too. I mean, now that now that we're talking about it, my my father died when I was, I was seventeen. So, and I know exactly how how that worked out. Like that was that was a, a lot of like wasted years trying to figure shit out afterwards. That's that's tough. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then you start again to ask questions about things. <laughs> so, you, you, I I asked a lot of questions when I was young, but now you're asking even bigger questions, you know, fundamental existential questions about time. What is a soul? What is, uh, why, why does time even go forward? You know, so, so uh, a, a big philosophical bomb dropped right into my head. And then I understand I've used so much time on music. And if you don't continue to, you know, follow your dream if you don't continue to work on yourself then life is nothing it, it, it has no value anymore so so, so that, that was really important to me okay i'm going to invest my time in music i'm going to invest my time in the few people that i want to have in my life and i'm going to invest uh, my time in myself that, that's a brilliant point because any investment in yourself is never a waste of investment. And that's, that's so true. You, you can't back yourself enough and it's hard. It's hard to do because people get tied down with real life, like real life things, you know, they're working, um, they've got children. It's hard to follow what you want to do, but sometimes you have to just back yourself and do, do what you want. And sometimes, and unfortunately, sometimes it takes the loss of somebody or, or a tragic event that really kicks people up the ass to think, you know, only get one shot at this. So let's let's try and do what you've got to do. It's true. It's too late when you're lost your limbs, then then it's too late, you know. Or or when you're 70 years old, it's it's probably too late. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got now, and now is your one shot. So so sometimes, as you said, sometimes you have to get a real punch in the face mm-hmm. to be a better person, even. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are held back by, you know, this this fear. Oh, if I if I start pursuing that dream, what kind what what kind of life will I have? Like, how will life turn out? Um, these these moments that make you consider existence, ponder existence itself, right? They can be that catalyst to be to basically seize the day, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I I mean, I know that all too well from from growing Horns of Odin from. You know, I started on a on my kitchen table and I made like a single horn and it grew, but that that kept growing to the point where it was big enough where I probably should have gone full time with it, but I was just too scared. And I was held back by the fear of thinking, what if it doesn't work? What if it goes wrong? What if all this stuff happens? And I just kept going and I, I was killing myself trying to do two jobs, pretty much two full time jobs, 
two full-time jobs. And at one point I was just like, I've got to do it because I've spent all this time and it was impacting the quality of, of the business. So I, I kind of just had to do it. But you just sometimes have to trust yourself, I guess. And and the other thing is, I think when you take that 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 leap, something changes in your mind because you can't fail. You You get put in a position where it's, okay, now I'm doing this. I have to work hard. I have to get things done because there is no backup. Whilst you've always got that backup of another job, you can always kind of let off the gas a little bit. But when it's when you're all in, you're all in and and you've got to give it a really good go. And if it doesn't work, you know why it's not the end of the world, but at least you can sit there and go, you know, I tried. At least I at least I had a go. You you really want to fail on something you like than failing on something you don't like. Yeah. I think Boom. it was Carrie who said it or something. But 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 that and you you cultivate yourself day day by day, and at some point you may be certain on what you are going to do or not. So I, I I'm not saying that quit your day job and become a rock star overnight or something like that, <laughs> because <laughs> no, it has to be yeah. realistic. No, what you're actually saying is that if you want to quit your day job to become a rock star, it will take you 10,000 hours of training. Yeah, right? and you have to cultivate yourself and be ambitious. But but 10,000 hours, it's not very much if you start early and you use maybe 10 minutes to a quarter or, or maybe an hour a day. It, then and it, and When you sum it up, it, it's, it will be... At some point, it will be 10,000 hours. So it's just to start. There'll be so many people listening to this that are already doing something they, they love, but just don't have the, the confidence to, to take the leap. Fake it, you'll make it. That's, that, <laughs> that's it. And it's, you also get imposter syndrome. I get it. Like I, I still get it now with, with Thorns of Wood. I'm like, fuck, as if I'm doing this full time, some, this is definitely going to disappear at some point. I shouldn't be doing this. So you you get that that guilt almost of um, of succeeding. No, but if you if you can uh, if the work you do doesn't lead to anything, it could possibly inspire someone else to do a change and a difference in the world. So so it it it's not necessarily a loss, uh, even though you don't succeed with what you are doing. And this is the Odinistic thought for me to get into the Norse mythology topic again, because it, it, it's about doing a sacrifice, you know, giving your eye, hanging a tree, wh whatever you want to do, because when you do the sacrifice, you will eventually have something in return. And it might not be necessarily what you wanted or what you were aiming for. Um, but sometimes, you know, the world works in a weird way. I, you know, when I was, 17, 18, I didn't think I was going to have a business making drinking horns and war horns and, and carving them and, and then have clothing. You know, that, that was never in my mind. I thought I was going to be like a plumber. Or, well, I was a plumber for a while, but then maybe going to the fire service or something like that. I never fucking thought this would happen. I don't know at what point I'd made a, a right turn, but... I think it's great. I think it's great that you do it. I just wanted to mention something to Mark since you got into this whole the, the subject of Nordic mythology again. Um, it, I was when when we were talking about this, I was reminded of those two memento mori uh, stances that uh, Odin has in Hawamau. Is it like is it seventy four and seventy five or seventy five and seventy six? I can never remember, but um, it's you know, he he says 
die die fender die selber in samen right so like uh, you know cattle will die uh kinsmen family die. yeah kinsmen die and one day you will die yourself right that's like that's really like a, you know a kick to the teeth in terms of all of this like you will you you need to remember that you will die one day so you have to seize the opportunity in life it's the essence of life is that you have a certain time it's it's the biology your inner clock it's there and you, we we all have it we don't know when when things going to hit but we know that we have that inner clock and that is also what they are trying to say in the old scriptures is, is that make your time valuable even if it's helping other people or creating something uh, having a family just do something and and leave the world a better place when you're gone that that's that's the essence of being human you know for sure so it doesn't sound like you were necessarily brought up with the nordic kind of mythology world around you it was something you discovered as you got a little bit older yeah it it's it's it, it has always been close to my heart but i didn't really dig started to really dig into it before I was uh, in the early 20s. Now I'm 32 soon to be. Uh, so now I'm, I, I've been digging into music and uh, I have made a few instruments myself because uh, I thought that was a good way to really get to know uh, how it should sound and uh, how to play it and maybe how to arrange it and use it in, in different songs and so on. So uh, it has given me uh, a lot of direction uh, to make me certain of who I am and get in touch with my soul. So uh, making instruments is uh, a side hobby to the really to create music itself. So how did you go from black metal to the music you make now uh, what where did that switch come because it, it it's completely different when you hear when you hear the the tagel harpa uh, the horse bowed horsehair uh, harp it gives almost the same effect as the first guitar has in metal uh, because it's it is that crunchy sound and it's the heavy drums you know repeatedly uh, and, and this is the same feeling you get in uh, many of uh, the, the metal songs, especially the Norwegian black metal scene, which I came out from. Uh, so so I, I, I actually found a lot of the same emotions uh, and expressions in so-called Viking music without being evil. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it didn't need to sound evil, but it sounded big. It sounded um, spectacular. It, 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 you, you could have a time travel through the music. So it didn't need to be a, a modern type of music. It could be from any time. And that is when, when we, um, we, we talked about time earlier. And to me, music is this uh, timeless space that I create for myself to... Um, meditate so so i i get i get the same value out of this type of music but now even more because of the timelessness 
and uh, and and the roots. So I, so I get healing from this music as well. It's like a healing ritual for me to play this music. That's how I am with drawing. Like that. Like I, I can relate so much to this because, you know, when I when I start drawing, I just like get into this space where that is, that is completely timeless. I can I can sit for hours. And it's only afterwards I realized that I've been sitting for way too long because all of a sudden, like, my entire arm is hurting or my neck or something like that. You just lose yourself in, in the moment, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that, that's really interesting. Um, so did you, you said you make some instruments yourself. Yeah, I thought I was going to show you one. Okay, absolutely, yeah. So are these, are these based on, are these just, instruments that are out there that you've made or are they like your own design i guess and concept i was on uh i was on a, a course uh, at the place called jövik in norway where i learned to to uh, build the, the um because i didn't have the money to buy one and i didn't uh, uh it, it wasn't possible to get in contact with svara heimdal who, who builds the uh, liars for vardruna because I wanted to get one of those, so now I have two. But <laughs> I, I, but at the time I, I, I had to, I had to have one because I wanted to to make my own music on this type of instrument. So I, I built my own one. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. I love just the ingenuity of people that do that. So like, you know, I can't afford one, so I'm gonna make one. Yeah, that was my strategy at the time. So now I, I've set the. Um, Instead of gut strings that I use nylon gut strings, I have on this one I use uh, uh, steel strings because it the, the strings uh, when you use steel strings, the singing lasts a, a lot longer than the gut strings. So it, it the gut strings are more soft and it's a different sound basically. So yeah, I will show it to you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking for I think it's the first time we've uh, like a show and tell of an instrument. Yeah. So for anybody listening, you will be able to watch this back on on YouTube. Oh, if if you get get the sound on um, on here, but I will try to do my best. That kind of music just puts me in some sort of trance. I don't know what it is about it that I just kind of get lost. And it was just a little out of tune because the strings are a little too thin. But but uh, on this one, for those who see the video, uh, this is uh, a Kravikira that I built it in. Uh, it was in two thousand and eighteen. I mean, when you said you built it as well, that's that's it's quite on it to say that you just built it. If it was me, the Billy, it would just be very basic. Yeah, but I, I had to had it. it. It was like obsession. I I need that instrument now because I I, I just you you can't go uh, and buy it in the store, and those, um, what can I say? Other people who build it, they are it. It's expensive, you know, because it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So uh, the course, it was over. A 10 week period, I think. So I was there once in a week, over 10 weeks. 
and then it was finished. So I had it around Christmas time, uh, 2018, I think. Oh, that's wonderful. I imagine that, that, that I, I guess that point means more to you than all the other instruments you have. Uh, it has different value. It's just nips to put it back. And here, here it uh, is. This is the same uh, lyre as uh, Einar Selvik use. Uh, it was built by the same uh, craftsman, uh, Svar Heimdall. And this is an exact uh, copy of uh, the found that they did in Kravik in Numedal in Norway. And this is uh, this has gut strings, so it sounds a little different. So I. I thought I might uh, demonstrate it just a little bit. So. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear the, the because you could you could get like that metally kind of sound from, from the, the other one. Yes. Yeah. So this is a this is a mixture of guts and uh, nylon, as you would use on a nylon acoustic uh, classical guitar. So here it is. Yeah, you can definitely get a difference between the between the two types of strings. Uh, I think I pref I prefer the gut strings. There's just something yeah, me very soft about it, like you said. Yeah, it's soft, and and uh, when you add and then when you add the tagelharpa, which is horsehair, then you get this crunching sound with the big uh, skin drums, you know. And then it it's you, it's almost like you get into this metal world. It, it feels the same because it's it's dark and it's heavy and it's intense. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I I, I can feel that. Like that's that's a, it's the same sort of like um, way of relating to this type of music that I have. You know, coming from a black metal background myself, not as a musician but as a fan. <laughs> yeah, same same. So, so you said that that's based on a on a find. It's on. A, exact copy of the find that they did uh, and it's dated to around uh, 1600 so it's the youngest uh, middle age plucked instrument we know that that's what i was going to ask because i know we don't have anything from the from the viking age when it comes to music and musical instruments so i was wondering that time period when that was found but we have we have you know flutes we have horns and we have uh, plucked strings and we have bowed strings and we of course have the drumming. Drumming is is universal. So when when you have all these elements and you combine it with a little bass and a little synth, it feels fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> so you can see your your eyes light up when you when you speak about it. it yeah. it's good to see this to somebody that has that passion. It is a passion, and it's a it's, it, it, it's the wrong word to say lifestyle because I, I I do what I do when I'm at work, and I do what I do when I'm a father, and but but it, it's a passion, and it's uh, it's something that lies. It's a part of my personality. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's, that's that's good. So, so where does where do you get your your inspiration from for for your music? Do you do you write all the music for Volaspa? And do you have do you have your own side project? Is that like a solo? Yeah, spore means uh, traces of the ancestors. Oh, okay. And uh, that was my solo project that I just needed to start when when these things happened with my brother and so on. So so that that is a very personal I do everything project. So so did that start before Voluspa? Yeah. So Voluspa was uh, Sol's project. Uh, she started to think about that project when she was around 19 or so I think. So so that is has been her stone since then and I have had my project with Sekt and with Fedrespor. So now that we have kind of mixed together and we have become a family it's natural for us to you know what horse do we want to put our money on <laughs> and Volispo is a great name uh, it's a known name and we have played live with the band so it was natural for us to to continue working mm-hmm. on that project together absolutely and and I mean Sol has such a beautiful voice I, you know I, I said to her when she was on that she, she really does have a remarkable voice that kind of that makes you sit up and listen. It's 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 really special. She has a signature signature voice. You 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 hear when when she sings. You know who sings when you hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, with with, uh, with Michael Jackson. You know you hear that is Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's that, that's very important. So no, that that seems like it's a very good team. Yeah, I I feel so, and she feels so. So. So what we are going to do is we, we are going to be patient and we're going to work in silent and we are going to try to create the best possible product we can. And then we are going to uh, further contact uh, uh, record companies and see what they want, if they want to, to sign with us. Because I, I understand that uh, up to this point, uh, the production is not at the top you know it's 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 not that professional but what we are doing now we have invested in a lot of new microphones new mac sound cards uh, monitors everything so now and and of course the time to learn the, the production uh, studio so so we that that is the project now be good at what we're doing pick the the best songs we want to do and put it on an album. That that's uh, what we are doing now. So do you do you do everything yourselves? So you you make the music, record it, produce it, yeah, edit it. I guess. Yeah, that that's brilliant. I really I really get behind that kind of stuff as well. That's very raw, passionate. It's people who really want to do it, um, and you just you're going for it. Seventy percent of the work now is just listening. Just, mm-hmm. just listening to it. What can I do better? What can I do different? What can I put to it? What can I take away from it? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's so a lot of the work is just listening to it. I guess that helps because you can do exactly what you want to do with it. You're not having to try and relay that what you, the vision you've got in your mind to somebody else who, who who's editing it might chop it differently. Is that is that side something that you were interested in? before or is that something that you've had to get interested in because you're in a situation where you want to make the music so you you need to produce it i guess and edit it 
yeah, yeah, that had to be uh, had to become an interest of mine because uh, I, when I was younger, I was uh, asking people, "Do you know a cheap studio that I can use, or do you know any cheap producer?" Because I don't have any much money, and uh, so <laughs> so. At, at some point, you, you you say to yourself, you know, no one is going to help me. No, no, no one is going to pay for me. No one is going, no one is owing me anything. So you have to go save the money, do the work, learn your shit and just do what you want to do yourself. Mm. That's, sorry to say, that's life. Yeah. <laughs> No, no one is coming to pick you up. <laughs> absolutely. And I think there's so many people who think of it completely differently these days that have a have a chip on the shoulder or think that somebody owes them something or don't want to put the work in because of some some reason they feel that they've been dealt a bad hand. And unfortunately, you get dealt the hand you get dealt and you've got to make the most of it. Whether, you know, not everybody can be born into a rich family and it would be lovely. But, you know, I, I, would, I was born into very, you know, we didn't have a lot of money when I was when I was a child, and that made me more determined to to do well because I didn't want to be around the place that I necessarily grew up. And you can take it two ways: you can either use it to inspire you to go further, or you can sit with a chip on your shoulder and go, "Well, the world owes me something. This is shit. Why didn't I get born into a family who makes, you know, who can who can give me everything?" But we can't. We can't all be millionaires' children. So you've got to go out there and take it yourself mm. that's that's life and the sooner you you, you get it the better so uh again it, it sums it up uh, and that that's why we have you know when you see the older scripts and hova mall and and things like that is it's common sense you know read it understand it and 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 live by it because that's common sense and it's as relevant now than that is than ever because we live we live in a, a a society where we have welfare and a lot of things that we didn't have before so w- when you were young back in the days you you learned very early that we we need to to work to get food you know no one is going to help us and, and that is it's more maybe more relevant today than ever because this is common sense. So when you read into the, to the sagas and, uh, and about the gods, which are maybe just metaphors, but it's common sense that we need to know. It's relevant for the everyday human life. So just because our culture has changed doesn't mean that human nature has changed. You know, So the human nature is probably, I think so at least, the same as it used to be, but the culture and the technology has come further and uh, and uh, it's a little different, but I don't think human nature has changed at all. Still talk shit about each other. We can see that from the inscriptions <laughs> found in Bergen, in Bergen right? <laughs> sending text messages to each other with little, yeah, bones and and like you know twigs and barks and stuff like that. With like Carl's an asshole. <laughs> you know, I will make him a bastard forever by 
plucking his name into this stone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they still gossiped about each other. Like you said, yeah, the would... technology nowadays has just changed. Now you can now you can put it up on on, on social media instead. A lot more people can see it. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. You know, we have Colosseum. Uh, that was that times um, social media. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I think that yeah, that's what Facebook is. Is just it's just so much negativity. Yeah, everybody's comp- complaining we should, about. We should stop focusing about the negativity and what we can do to uh, make a change and uh, and to and to thrive. Basically, yeah, I think there's 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 value in negativity, unfortunately, whether it's through news news and media sources that you know they they know negativity gets people riled up that's what's going to get people to click on things yeah. positive stories don't get very much click and that you know news news companies make money from advertisement so it's a sad it's a sad place that that's how it is that we're just getting fed more and more negative news just because somebody's getting paid for it only up to a point because people i think people are uh, quite tired of hearing about all the violence and um, and the negativity and you know what w- what's in it for me that that is what people are saying what's in it for me why should i care so so we we should uh, find something at least that's my opinion that is relevant for the community the the, the global community if you want mm. so, so to stop this horror going on mm. i wish us, us three on this podcast could do that but <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have that much reach. No, unfortunately. <laughs> no, yeah. It starts with it. It everything starts in in uh, with the thought uh, and one person. That's so. it. Yeah. Hopefully, we will yeah. we will get there. <laughs> so, um, are you working on a new album now? Yeah. Do you do you have a any time, do you know when it's going to be ready or is it still early early stages? I can spoil something and that is uh, we, we have uh, or I have uh, wrote a song about Heimdall because Heimdall is a very fascinating character. He is associated with nine mothers which are probably sisters. And uh, he uh, he's a guardian. He is a musician. He is a philosopher. He has so many qualities. And nobody talks uh, so much about Heimdall because he's, he, he's there, you know, he, he's the, what they say, uh, the pole. Uh, so, so everything is going around him. He, he is he's the pole and um i think he deserves more attention so uh the next song that uh, we are uh, releasing is about heimdall so it's called heimdall or galder and for to spoil a little bit more uh it contains almost all of the instruments i know to play <laughs> wow <laughs> okay wow. I, I feel like that sounds like it's gonna be a lot yeah no, no but 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 it's it, it's not it, it's I, I try to simplify it because uh it, it's uh, different sessions you know so in the end it's you i got the black metal part when when 
Heimdall blows in his uh, in Yallarhorn. So I played Gothorn as Yallarhorn, and we float into a black metal sphere. I use my my knowledge of the different instruments to to create a, a spectrum of of uh, different sounds. So I, I really look forward to it, and I use uh, both the shaman drum, and we used uh, regular drum kits as well. So we got all all these uh, different um, uh, aspects of the song. So I'm very proud of this uh, song. So we are still working on the, the lyrics because uh, we have a friend that knows Old Norse. So we want him to translate uh, a part of the song. So it will be a mix of uh, how we speak uh, in our daily life and Old Norse and uh, some directly from the Edda. So, so, so it, 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 I think it lasts about 10 minutes or so, the, the song. Oh, wow. I mean, it has to do to probably get all those instruments in. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play them all at once. That's impossible. There's also something else that I wanted to mention about Heimdall. Like, he's the most gangster of all the gods. Yeah. He, he's got the, the golden grills on his teeth. Yeah. We, we don't know what the reference is. Like, in, but Snurri, he says it. He's, like, he's got gold teeth. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe they were just yellow. <laughs> maybe they were just yellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gold is, yeah, gold is much more cool though. We scared the Jotner with all this bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the true secret of, of him guarding uh, Ausgard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much do we know about him accurately? Very little. Yeah, very little. Uh, so Heimdallagaldr is actually a, a poem that has existed. Um, but I think it's lost. Yeah, but I think there's like one or two stanzas that that Snurri mentions, and the rest is gone. Yeah, and that it's, that is the basic things we know about him being born out of nine mothers and so on, the, the basic things. So we think, at least I think, that Heimdall was a much more important god than we we know. So I want to really dedicate one of my one of my, my songs to him. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's there's also something to be said for the name itself, Heimdall, probably is is a uh, it's secondary name, um, that he had another name as well. Uh, and, and so like Heimdall uh, is a, uh, a covered way of referring to, to this particular god. And the scholars have like theorized if it's like Tyr or, you know, one of the, the other gods, and, and we really don't know, but it's, it's a really f- interesting uh, figure, um, you know, as, as like a mythological figure. He's definitely one of the most interesting ones. Definitely. It's pro- I'd love to know the actual split of people's interest in the gods, because obviously you get your big, your big sort of three, I guess, would be Odin, Loki, and Thor. Like they're the one that I think like the average Joe has heard of. But I don't think that many people have heard of Odin, to be honest, because when I pick, if I ring anyone up for something to do with the business, so many people who can't pronounce Odin, when you write it down, they're just like, what's that? Odin? <laughs> so, but I think like, obviously Thor is one that's universal. Everybody has, yeah. has heard of that. Yeah. And so I think so much focus probably gets put on those three 
the I'd love to know the actual interest in the in the others that we know very little about. Sometimes I really miss the times where uh, when you were weirdo when you were into Nordic mythology. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. I I I remember those times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I sometimes really miss it because then, uh, oh, what 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 are your jewelry? Is that the how? What what is that? A, a, a upside down cross? No, it's not an upside down cross. It's a it's a wolf hammer or a Thor's hammer, you know. So, so but now everyone knows something about. The, have you seen Vikings? Yeah, <laughs> King Ragnar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always one. Uh, but of course, it, it's also uh, good and uh, exciting that it, it, it's uh, it flourishes, and um, it, it, you don't you don't get any names after you by being into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the weirdo Viking guy over in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, before we before we wrap up, um, we spoke a little bit about it before you. In your Instagram and uh, description, you ha- or in your bio, you have wizard, and you have a really interesting perspective on this. I think, and I'd, I'd love you to share it because we, like I said, we touched on it a little bit before. Yeah, of course. Um, sorcery and wizardry, if you want, is about you having control of your reality, and by using. Uh, specific symbols, specific music, specific uh, clothing, specific perfumes. Uh, you you go to specific places, uh, specific rhythms, specific music. You you have it all, and by creating a sphere around yourself, then you are creating your own reality, and by by forming your own reality, it will at some point affect the universe or the cosmos. Because in we have the, the Ginun Gagap, you know, the, the, the whole nothingness. It's still there in between the galaxies and in between everything. And there's a lot of space for you to create your own reality. Because uh, the soul is a manifestation of biology and uh, biological intelligence, if that makes sense to you. So you, you, can, you can change who you are and your soul, and then you attract reality towards you. Because where you go and what you do in life, it's like you're swimming in space-time. You have to swim in the right directions. And that is sorcery, because then you attract the waves back to you. And uh, you meet people who are on the same path. Uh, you meet uh, business partners uh, in, in music. I met soul through music because I was diving in this direction. So that was me attracting my mate through this kind of sorcery. So by being um aware of what you're doing all the time what clothes you're having what's what do you want to smell how do you want to look where do you want to go what do you want to work with everything is sorcery so it's it's physical things that have substance 
and the substance is the sorcery. I think maybe I should have my students in my Scandinavian magic and witchcraft class listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a brilliant way to put it. I, I really like that. And it's true. I think, you know, positivity breeds positivity around you as well. So if you can, can do things that make you feel good and put the right people around you, you know, you attract more people who are like you and are in that mindset and, and it all kind of snowballs and, and goes together. Mm. Intentionality, right? Intentions, yeah. yes. That's, uh, and, and again, we have this common sense in the Old Norse scriptures, but, but, but packed in a different time. So we, we just have to unwrap it and adapt it to our own lives. So that is why the old wisdom is still important because it has relevance still. There we go. So we get, yeah, we're going to have to wrap this one up because we've got um, a story time episode to record after this. Yeah. And I, you know, I, this episode hasn't been the most historical or Viking age based or Nordic mythology based, but fuck, it's been interesting. Like, you know, this has been a really fun one for me. I really enjoy this. And I think we could probably sit here and speak for, three, four hours and, and still, still keep going. You know, we, we went to a dark place in the middle there, but it's, it, it, I've really, yeah, I really enjoy this. And I think you and Saul will go very far. I think you really will. You're, um, you're definitely an interesting, an interesting fellow. And uh, I definitely wish you all the best and will support you both. Cause I have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for people who just try so hard and just keep going, you know, down the path, doing what you want to do. And, you know, you're making things happen. You're doing it yourself. If you don't have it, you're making sure you find a way to get it. And I have a lot, a lot of respect for that because I've had to do that myself. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you will. And hopefully we can help you out with that. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And when, uh, when the album does, does come out, hopefully you and Saul can come join us together and we can... Um, for sure. In- inside information on each of you from yeah. the other person <laughs> for sure <laughs> no like i said we got a lot of good feedback from the solo episode and i, I think again we, we will get the same with you because this is a re- I, like I, said, I found this really interesting it's one of the funniest episodes i think we've done i've just had a smile on my face the whole time um do you want to let people know where they can find you your music um your projects just so that people can jump on and follow you yeah, we are quite simple. We, uh, <laughs> my name is Varig Sosta, and I go under Varig Sosta on Instagram, and uh, Voluspo, uh, Voluspo band. It's it's quite easy to find, I think. Yeah, so you can find it on uh, Spotify. Really easy. To, that's where that's where I sort of listen to your music, um, and you have you have links from from your Instagram uh, handles as well. I have. There we go. Matthias, what about you? Where can people find you? You can always find me on Instagram if you want to, you know, see what I'm up to. It's usually a bunch of pictures of mountains. Sometimes it's also pictures of my drawings um, and random stuff that I do in my daily life. And yeah, so go find me there and uh, we can connect. But please, please don't ask me to uh, design any <laughs> runic tattoos for you <laughs> do you get that a lot all the time it's like hey can you just like blah blah blah, blah. I was like do you, 
you know how many messages I get like that? <laughs> you should start charging for it. Well, I mean, that's like <laughs> <laughs> I might have a have a future business idea. <laughs> a Patreon level. <laughs> no, no, no! Three. I'm gonna I'm gonna start tattooing people. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll design your runic tattoo. I'll tattoo it on you. Yeah, <laughs> just that's... need to find somebody to train me. <laughs> that's not a bad idea either. Why do you think I draw so much? <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's true. Okay, as well. So we, so I mentioned we were recording a story time episode after this. If you want to listen to those, you can get them on our Patreon page. They are Patreon exclusive, um, but we do one every other week. So we were going through the Volsunga saga at the minute. We've done first two episodes. This episode, we've got Jonas Lorenzen coming in to narrate for us, and he's going to be reading the the start of Sigurd the Dragon Slayer, which I'm really looking forward to. So we're going to record that right after this episode. Um, so yeah, if you if you do want to listen to those episodes, just jump over onto our Patreon. If you support us on there, you get access to the old episodes, and then you can also watch any episode we do live, um, as well as get the, the back catalogue of, of everything. We have a bunch, a couple of other rewards on there. If you want to follow us, it's just at Nordic Mythology Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. The website's nordicmythologypodcast.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star rating and a positive review because it helps us bump up the charts. And visit the YouTube channel and hit subscribe. And I think I've got everything. Blog, log list. Yeah, it's getting longer. It's getting, it's getting longer. We'll, Back, we'll, have to, we'll have to split it up between us at some point. We will. <laughs> We say that every week. Never happens. <laughs> you just do yours and leave me to it. <laughs> well, you you haven't you haven't given me a manuscript to read, so <laughs> no, I don't have one. I just go off the dome. Damn. That's <laughs> a... Vag, thank you very much. Like I said, this was really interesting. I really enjoyed it, and thank you for sharing your story with us. You know, it's it, it's obviously very personal, and you know, it's it, it's nice for you to have that awareness that your story can hopefully help other people hopefully yeah and please please go go send norway uh, a uh, wavy kiss from me I, I we've had so many norwegians on lately and i i just like end up missing norway if, uh, after every episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, if you are ever in norway you guys you are welcome to visit us thank you absolutely <laughs> You said that live as well. We have not stopped recording yet. <laughs> you all heard it. I mean it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's. We're gonna have to wrap this one up. Thank yes. you very much.